Welcome to the Weird History Podcast. I'm Joe Strecker. This is an independent, ad-free, listener-supported podcast. To become a supporter, go to weirdhistorypodcast.com. Hello, everyone. Longtime listeners will know that every October I like to record ghoulish and terrible episodes to go along with the Halloween season. And when I initially wrote this episode, I wanted it to be one of those. I wanted it to be a fun little yarn about the adventures of a dead body that would work well with Halloween. However, uh, the more I thought about this, the more I realized that didn't actually work. Uh, This is indeed a short little yarn about the adventures of a dead body, but it's not a fun Halloween story, as you will see. It's about a dead body that we have talked about before on this show, that of Mussolini, who you might remember from our 2017 uh, series on Italian fascism. Now, when we last left Il Duce, he was betrayed by his own soldiers, captured by Italian socialist partisans, publicly executed, and then his body was abused by an angry mob as it hung upside down like a grim inversion of the fascist rallies he presided over in life. It's an amazing ending. Like, if you ended a movie about a crazed dictator like that, you would think it was maybe a little over the top. But that was just the beginning of the story, at least for Mussolini's corpse, which had a whole narrative after he was executed and publicly mocked in death. After the execution and the public display of the corpse, uh, American troops performed an autopsy on Il Duce, mainly to see whether or not he had syphilis. Uh, Apparently, they wanted to see if his whole thing was the result of him having a disease that puts holes in your brain, but no, he did not have syphilis. Mussolini was just like that. And after satisfying their curiosity, American Italian authorities chucked him in an unmarked pauper's grave, thinking that that was that. There was no tombstone, there was no memorial, there was nothing to indicate that one of the most powerful and influential men on planet Earth, the intent was to bury him like a forgotten commoner. And that was the case for a while. But even after his government collapsed, even after Italy was invaded by Allied forces and Italian partisans fought fascist, even after Mussolini's ally Adolf Hitler took his own life and other Axis power Japan surrendered in the face of nuclear annihilation, even as fascism was dead as Il Duce himself, he still had supporters. There were still believers in fascism on the Italian peninsula, in particular, a young fascist named Dominicio Lecisi. He somehow was able to figure out where Mussolini's body was buried. And in 1946, Lecisi and two of his friends exhumed the corpse of the disgraced leader and left behind a note for others to find. Their note read, quote, Finally, O Duce, you are with us. We will cover you with roses, but the smell of your virtue will overpower those roses. Unquote. Weird thing to say about a corpse that's been dead for over a year. Now, Lachisi and his friends, corpse in hand, 
started looking for a place to hide the dead dictator. Or at least most of him. During their whole grave-robbing escapade, they apparently misplaced and lost one of Mussolini's legs. So when we're talking about Mussolini's corpse in this episode, recall that it is his corpse minus one leg. The grave robbers tried to hide Mussolini's body in a couple of places, and eventually they settled on a monastery, the Setrosa di Pavia. It's in northern Italy in Lombardy, and Lecisi found two monks at the monastery who were sympathetic to their cause and agreed to keep the corpse secret as long as was necessary. Now, imagine being those two monks who suddenly get a stolen corpse handed to you and you say, sure, yeah, hiding a secret corpse from the rest of the guys who live here. This sounds great. Give us that dead body. And for 11 years from 1946 until 1947, they kept Mussolini's rotting body in a wardrobe. Just hanging out. Must have overpowered the smell of roses, if you know what I mean. By the way, that wardrobe went up for auction on eBay in 2014. Bidding started at around $4,000, and somebody bought it. So there's somebody out there who wanted to spend at least a couple of grand on the monastery wardrobe that a fascist dictator's dead body was stowed in for over a decade. That person exists out in the world. Hello, if you're listening, weirdo. Anyway, Lucisi, the head grave robber who dug up Mussolini's corpse, later on got into politics, and in 1953, he joined the Italian parliament as a member of the Italian Social Movement, which was a neo-fascist party. Now, at this point, World War II is thoroughly over, and in Western Europe, there are plenty of liberal parties, and I'm using liberal in the, like, Adam Smith, John Locke sense of the word, not in the, like, colloquial American sense of the word. Anyway, there are plenty of liberal parties who are very afraid of communism, and they are caucusing in a lot of parliamentary systems with anybody else who is also afraid of communism. Italy's Christian Democrats were the new government's premier liberal party, and they often worked with the Italian social movement, as both the Liberal Party and the Neo-Fascist Party were pretty enthusiastically anti-communist. And one member of parliament of the Italian social movement, Domenico Lecisi in particular, was intent on giving Mussolini a proper burial. This man was an actual neo-fascist member of the Italian parliament, and not only did he have Il Duce's corpse secreted away in a monastery guarded by monks who swore to keep it secret, but he used this as a political bargaining chip. He said, please, Italian government, give Il Duce a proper burial, and I'll just be all that nicer to work with. Imagine using that in your backroom negotiations to get a bill passed. So, in 1957, Italian Prime Minister Adone Zoli, himself a Christian Democrat, knew that he needed neo-fascist support to keep his government going. After all, what's a liberal government to do? Make common cause with the socialist? <laughs> That'd be crazy. You can't work with socialist. You should work with neo-fascist, which is obviously the rational, normal thing to do. Anyway, 
Giving Mussolini a proper burial seemed like a harmless thing to do, so in 1957, Il Duce was taken out of his monastery wardrobe and put into an actual, real, marked grave. Family members and supporters gathered to give the fascist salute in his memory. Now, Mussolini's tomb isn't just a gravestone. It's not just a piece of rock with his name, date of birth, date of death carved on it. It is a proper memorial. It's a monument that includes a marble bust of his head flanked by two fascia. That is, the Roman symbol of bundled sticks and an axe representing unity and strength and all that that gives fascism its name. Today, it is a shrine frequented by neo-fascist and right-wing extremists of all sorts who often leave offerings at the tomb, salute it, and write words of support for the dead dictator. April 28th, the anniversary of Mussolini's execution by Italian partisans, is in particular a special day for fascist pilgrims. Uh, and I'm not talking about tens of fascist pilgrims. Mussolini's tomb receives over 10,000 visitors a year from across Europe and across the world. And these are supporters. It is literally a tourist destination for Nazis. Which is why I don't think this is a very good Halloween episode. Halloween is a season for ghouls and spooks and fun, like Franz Josef Haydn's head getting stolen and then him being buried with two skulls in his crypt. That kind of thing. Or talking about how great Paris's Grand Guignol was. You know, that pair of episodes from last year. Uh, with this... I don't have a really festive ending for you, which is why I'm releasing it in November, not during spooky season, because it just ends with a tourist destination and a shrine for right-wing extremists. The Allies and Italian resistors had the right idea when they chucked Mussolini in the ground in the first place. An unmarked grave that did not glorify or even memorialize the man who led his country to ruin. But I think there's a lesson in this. And that lesson is that someone should steal Mussolini's body again. Like, go to his go to his tomb, you know, break in, like smash a bunch of stuff up, take his body out of out of his coffin, and put it in, I don't know, the Adriatic, like the ocean. Do some weird medical experiments on it. Whatever you want. Uh it would be great. It would be funny. It would uh piss off Nazis, and that's always a good thing to do. Anyways, thank you all for listening. As always, the Weird History Podcast is written, hosted, and edited by me, Joe Streckert. Our website and visual assets are by Sarah Giffrow of Upswept Creative. We are recorded in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.